all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your bad asses all night long you got bad asses. The only one chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance to do the run lickety split. So you can't run because you're bad asses. Well, Rick Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the gym's line. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with only Addison, Lex Luger, and the Army tomorrow night. I am not a happy camper. What is Bully Ray's motivation? You know, I love him. I know he loves sugar. But I checked my pocket. I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar, but I ain't got none. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal. I'm the man. Look at a match for the total package of Lex Luger and Super Bowl. Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Bowl Saturday. Super Bowl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. You every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! New York City, Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what hard is all about! I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. Make, make, make a, make a, uh, a good, good lucha, lucha. I hate God. Hit the dog. Yes. 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 Today, woo, I've got the star and profile like never before. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the game, JR. is going on everybody wednesday night is here that's right you got wrestling outlet how is everybody doing i hope you're doing well i'm all right it's one of those nights anyway i am boxman very nice to see you and of course right across from me is i am mark how are you i'm all right you sure you're okay as okay as I am going to be in this present time, this present date, this present place in space, I am all right. All right. Well, that's all right then, I guess. I mean, it's going to drop some volumes down a little bit here so we cannot be dropping volumes. There we go. All right. Much better. Um, Good, man. Glad you're all right. Glad you're all right. Had a uh, 
It's been a rough week, man. It's been fucking... We're still getting fucking record heat here. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, and not so bad. It's gone down a little bit. It's still fucking hot, but it's not so incredibly unbearable. I think the humidity has dropped a little. Yeah, it's been pretty fucking deathly hot around here. (laughs) Pretty fucking deathly hot, so... But uh, uh, it's not horrible. I'm making it. I'm making it. It's not that bad. It's just like that. There's like, I get back from lunch. It's one o'clock. And from that one thirty to three is brutal heat. The sun is right coming in my warehouse. Literally, I mean, if you touch my dock plates, like we have those dock levelers, you know, on the ground, they're metal. And Jesus Christ, man, you, you'll burn yourself. Uh, yes, Boxman. Yes, I do live in Texas and Smart Haynes' hat in Tennessee. That's I don't have any exes in Texas, though, luckily. Do you have any exes in Texas, Mark? No, but I am the only 10 you'll see. Oh. I had a friend who who was from Texas, but then we stopped being friends because he developed a rather bad coke habit. That's a true story. Okay, that's interesting. That uh, that's not good. That wasn't good for him. It was good for me because it kept me from developing a bad coke habit. Well, yeah, yeah, that 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 can happen. (laughs) He took one for the team. He's doing all right, I think. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he's doing all right. That'd be that'll be a good thing. He's got a kid, so usually when you have a kid, you can't, you know, you got to trade one for the other. You can't have a coke habit and a child. I mean, you can. It 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 does get expensive. Yeah, in today's economy, I don't think so. Yeah, in today's economy, man. I don't, my we'll God. More money after this break. Dude, it's 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 just tough having kids in this economy, I, I promise you right now. Oosh, it's a fucking nightmare, but... Uh, Oh, I mean, what are you gonna do? You do what you got to do. So, well, you can't have abortions anymore. I mean, um, <laughs> a little too late for that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know that or not. A little too late for that. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it, it's semantics at that point. It's technically it's a different term, but it would still have the same effect. I'm not encouraging you to kill your children. I don't know why you would imply such a thing. No, I'm just saying at some point it's murder. Um, <laughs> I mean, at some age we have to. We have to draw a line, is all I'm saying. Uh, John said, it's murder. It's murder. Mm-hmm. Oh, like being in the fucking heat out here. It's murder. Yep, yep, yep. Goddamn murder. But uh, I'm glad at least it's calming down for you guys. That means it'll start heading this way uh, soon. That's a good thing. But it is just, I mean, it was 103 when I got in my car today at 4 o'clock. Oof. That's not right. That That's Fucking wrong, dude. Right. No, wrong. Oh, yeah, it's wrong. <laughs> it is. It's fucking wrong. But I don't know, man. It's uh, like I said, I know it's been pretty much unbearable almost everywhere, not just here. I'm not bitching. It's just I usually don't complain about the heat, man. But it's been th- this is like I'm not I'm, I'm I'm no one's used to the shit that's happening right now. So. Anyway, um, obviously, we've got a couple of things to talk about. A few things happened on Friday, and 
There was a little pay-per-view over the weekend, which I didn't see, but Smart did. We can talk about that a little bit. And I guess, I mean, there's one or two things to mention about Vince McMahon. I don't know. Maybe we'll get into it. Maybe we won't. It's not that important, right? That's right. I mean, we'll, we'll probably be talking primarily about weather. I think the next two hours should just be weather talk. I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. So Apparently 80 degrees in St. Louis right now. 96 in Dallas, 84 Tosa, Little Rock, 82 Jackson, oh. Mississippi is 84, New Orleans, where Weebs is, is 82, and Jacksonville, 78. Oh, it's more than 80. It's 93 degrees here, just so you know. Mm, there you go. 9.30 at night, 93 degrees. Mm. That's fucking awesome, isn't it? Mm. Oh, my God, dude. Craziness ensues. But anyway, um... All right, I guess we can go ahead and knock out plugs real quick. It'd be easier if I had a song in here. Ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just play Everybody Knows. Everyone loves that song, and everybody knows it. <laughs> everybody knows. Anyway, all right, here we go. Yes, this is the outro to the movie show, but who cares? It's there. I see it. I like that song. I'm going to play it. So here we go. And folks, of course, you know already, but I'm going to tell you one more time. Be listening to the high marks. That's right. Cheese man, Mojo G, Wiz. What? what? I, I, I can't talk already. Jesus Christ. What are we, 10 minutes in? I can't speak. Cheese Man Mojo and G Wiz are the high marks. That's right. Sunday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Podcast Network. You should already be checking them out. Also on YouTube, you can go there too. And of course, you get the Inhumans, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades on the Inhuman Experience. Check them out on all the usual podcast platforms. And while you're doing that, check out Eric, Doug, and Daniel on the Everything Unscripted podcast wrestling podcast the eup network over there on blog talk radio definitely go over there and check them out and you can find them on all the usual podcast platforms and we've got Stephen milan over there reviewing films letterboxd to boxd.com slash steven milan two l's in milan and don't forget about hollywood hangout i'll be back here saturday night 9 30 p.m eastern time doing something obviously go for it smart Something obviously. Who would miss out on that? Anyways, <laughs> Mondays they are returning uh, the fifteenth. Yeah, that's that's. I should know these things. Mm-hmm. We're returning Monday the fifteenth of August, less than a month away. Mark your damn calendars, kids. Also, Mo. Joe and Dirk, Mojo and Dirk's most dastardly show. You want to get them wherever you get your gosh darn podcast. He's not in the 90s, but he's in the 80s because he prefers an older woman. That's uh, Bobby Anthem with Planet Raccoon Tour. Oh, yeah. Raccoon Tour podcast with the aforementioned Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave Sincere, and Yuck Nasty. Go ahead and subscribe. You're going to get season one. You're going to get season two. If there's a season three and there more than likely will be, you're going to get that too. It's just it's never ending bounty. For what you are about to receive, so mm. I don't know why this got biblical. <laughs> that sounded like a little bit of a threat, but yes, go ahead and subscribe. <laughs> Make your peace with God and listen to <laughs> Father. Be thy name. Uh, okay, okay. Amen. Plugs are done. Okay, wait. <laughs> I kind of feel a little bit guilty about getting vaguely sacrilegious with like the only like devout Christian listener and her show is here and I'm plugging his show. Can we eat now? Yeah, we we can. Okay. I've been waiting. <laughs> Gang's all here. 
<laughs> this just felt like uh, uh, the episode of uh, on Blue Bloods. They always have that dinner scene. That's what it felt like, real quick. Mm. Well, they always pray before dinner. They always have the someone says grace. You know, eat, pray, love. That's a different thing. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh. Yeah, you get choked up over here. Too much sentiment. Too much. Yeah, bullshit. yeah. It's just. I don't know, man. We start talking about biblical shit. So look what happens to me. I start dying. Oh, well, yes. Christ is a bit of a sensitive subject. I, I forgot. Mm. Goddamn Jews aren't supposed to be quoting Bibles. Well, you know, it happens. I think I just got a fiery brimstone down here. It started choking me. I mean, you're already primed. You've been, you said you've been dealing with the heat for a while, so. Mm. Yeah, that is... I'm not even bringing up the heat anymore. I have been dealing with it. And I will. I'll keep dealing with it. Let's not worry about the heat anymore. But um, like we said, we got a few things to get into. We're not going to make you wait. We'll get right into the Vince stuff. Um, There's a ton to get into with this. (coughs) Um, Sorry. Obviously, uh, Wednesday, we got into a bunch of stuff with Vince on Wednesday about the 12 million that... uh, the hush money. And I mean, pretty much people have been talking about Vince for a few months now. And Friday, we, <coughs> excuse me, got word, my God, <coughs> we got word that he had uh, retired. It was a whole statement put out and everything by Vince that he was retiring, blah, blah, blah. But um, I don't know about you, but it come, it's, it, it's kind of coming out more that he resigned because there was more coming out. Uh, we do have more coming out today. I believe we're going to have... I don't think this is the end, folks. I know a lot of people think it is, but I don't think it is. Um, what do you think, Smart? Yeah, he it became less of a retirement, more of just like sort of, you know, when somebody asks you to leave a store, you know, you leave, but you know, you're not necessarily doing it of your own accord. Being forced out... Um, you can retire or we can resign you uh, is kind of what I'm thinking the board said to him. You're Listen, you want to retire? That's fine. You know, I heard th- there was a lot of, I don't, I, I'm sure you saw the same thing. Gerald Briscoe even called all of us losers for being happy that Vince is out of the company. Losers. Jabronis. Told us our lives would be miserable without Vince McMahon in our lives. Mm-hmm. Ah, you blew it. Not Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, if you're going to do a Gerald Briscoe. Vince McMahon, I'm sorry. But uh, that's, I mean, that's that's the sentiment from some people. Fucking thank that man for those years of entertainment. Listen, I'll thank him for getting TV deals. I'll thank the talent for the entertainment. That makes sense to anybody? Mm-hmm. I'll thank Vince for being a good businessman. I'm not going to thank him for entertaining me. Yeah, he entertained me for a little while with Steve Austin. But it, number one, it takes two to tango. And the Attitude Era wasn't just Stone Cold and and, and or, uh, Vince and, and Steve Austin. I don't know. I'll Like I said, I'll thank him for being a good businessman. I'll thank him for many years of television. I'm not going to thank him for entertaining me because... Most of the talent did that. I thank them. Mm-hmm. And I'm, um, you know, let the 
the guy's just a scumbag. <laughs> just scummy. I mean, we knew he was scummy. It's just coming out how scummy he really is. And like I said, I believe it was a uh, a forced retirement rather than a uh, go out on my own terms retirement. Uh, uh, not sure what you're thinking on that one. Mm, I, I will not thank him for the entertainment, but I will thank him for being a friend. Um, <laughs> there we go. Travel okay. down the road and back again. <laughs> That's right. His, his heart is true. He's a pal and a confidant. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you. It's like he retired, but yeah, the axe was coming. Yeah, I think it was too, especially. Um, and, you know, I heard a lot of people saying, listen, don't get too, you know, listen, just all these wrestling sites that are talking about the, all the news and this and that don't listen. The wrestling sites are all wrong. Okay. Okay. How about market watch? Can I go to marketwatch.com and trust them? Will that work for anybody? Um, there was another two, there was another, uh, WWE has disclosed just yesterday, uh, Monday, that it's going to have to restate some financial statements back to 2019 that are uh, that uncovered 14.6 million in unrecorded expenses paid out by uh, Vince McMahon. Now, obviously, these are happening. We see them happening. Now, I don't know if you kind of know what this possibly means. This possibly means he started digging into company funds to pay these women. Mm-hmm. Possibly. I don't want to, you know, put ideas in anyone's head. It possibly means that. It could mean he was just not reporting something. I don't know. Maybe expensive meals. I don't know. I mean, it literally could be. It could be meals or something that he was, you know, going out to dinner with these women. That could be something unreported. Putting it on the company card, fourteen point six million. I don't know what the fuck he was buying. For. Well, that's a lot of lobster. Oh, lobster fest. That's that's a lobster fest, exactly. Um, but basically, uh, that's kind of what is going on right now. There was another. I don't know if it's another fourteen point six or if it's twelve plus the fourteen or. It just went up two point six million from twelve. I don't know what what's going on there. And again, I'm not very good at stocks. I don't really know a lot of the lingo or mumbo jumbo when it comes to it. But uh, I know none of this sounds good. <laughs> um, but Vince has completely retired. Triple H has taken over for him, Mark. Uh, as head of creative. And Stephanie is the new co-CEO with Nick Khan. Some interesting stuff happening, to say the least. Do you think Uh-oh. that Khan is actually the one in charge? Stephanie's kind of just there for the good PR. Maybe. It's it's definitely possible. Because um, boy, oh boy, would this be a, like, this would have been a great move had you not put out to the press about three weeks ago that she was fucking terrible at her job. 
I know. She off in the foot with that one, huh? They trashed her at her job. She was incompetent, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly it's like, well, why don't you just run the whole company? Well, we love you. Come on. I think, the, I, I, in my opinion, they want a McMahon as the CEO of that company. I think the name McMahon being attached with that company, even though, even if Vince tarnishes it a little bit, that company has been synonymous with the name McMahon and you need a McMahon at the head of it in order to just kind of keep everything looking status quo, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, I'm speculating, obviously. I'm not sure, but that's what I would think was going on. Uh, Yeah, I would think the same thing. Khan's handling the business. Stephanie's handling the PR and... I mean, Stephanie just wants to be a, philanth- you know, a philanthropist and go out there and do what she wants to do. And this is just more responsibility for her. But I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with uh, Triple H being not only the head of creative, but um, what was the other title they gave him? Um, Eve, uh, Executive Vice President of Talent Relations. Thank you. He took over John Laurinaitis's old job. Um I'm assuming old uh, old Johnny Ace is probably hanging on by a thread right now, job-wise. Imagine how it has to feel if, like, Michael Hayes has more job security than you do. Well, well Michael Hayes might not be. I mean, at least he picks a trashy girl to pass around. You don't pass around expensive girls. Yeah, he kind of like he kind of just did his shit out in the open, didn't he? Yeah, you don't pass around the the, the expensive girls. You get the trashy girls for that. That's what they got. My, Michael Hayes knows. He goes after Rosa. <laughs> I have, have a drink, Rosa. <laughs> Welcome back from rehab. Have a drink. <laughs> doot doot doot. <laughs> A little toot toot do do do. You know that he's the kind of guy that just like straight up goes to chain restaurants to try to impress women. Like he's taking her to Applebee's. He's taking her to fucking mm-hmm. I don't know. He's taking her to TGI Fridays. Oh hey now, I like Friday. Don't do not even think about messing with those fucking those fucking cheese those bacon cheese skins are awesome. Mm-hmm. I've actually never been to TGI Fridays. Ah, the food's not bad. My my uh, buddy who owns uh, the uh, Jesse's Extreme Sports Bar down in Pompano Beach, uh, check it out if you're down there. He uh, actually started working behind the bar at TGI Fridays. He's actually started as a waiter, then he started at the bar. Once he started at the bar, we were there all the fucking time. And... Um, so I kind of just got used to being at Fridays and it was in the mall. So, you know, my sister worked at the mall and her friends worked at the mall. So it was a fun time. It was always a good time. Her fur and her friends would come over after, uh, their, you know, they were done and we'd all be there drinking, getting it, you know, but, uh, my friend Jesse started at a Fridays. So I hung out at Fridays for a good year or two. Nice. And yeah, those uh, those cheese, uh, those uh, what are they called? Uh, potato skins are fucking awesome from there. One of my favorites. I'll, I used to just get two orders of those. That was my dinner. Hmm. Two orders of those. 
and uh, two beers. That was my start. Let's then we start doing shots. Yeah, boy, good times, man, good times. But uh, anywho, back to uh, Vince McMahon. I'm I'm sure he'd uh, he's probably sitting in a bar right now. <laughs> I wonder if Tim White, well, I mean, he passed away, but I wonder if his, like, bar is still in existence. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's probably... By the way, Vince did... um, By the way, no one worry about Vince. He sold a bunch of his stock today. He still owns a ton of stock. The guy owns, like, 28.7 million shares of his company, which is basically... He has 80% of WWE's voting power when it comes to decisions, whether he's on the board or not. So don't worry. Don't worry about Vince. He can get rid of shares. Let's see. It said he got rid of 38,000 shares of publicly traded stock today. Uh, that's probably a, a, about a mill or two. Mm-hmm. That's probably about a million or two. So, yeah, you know, just get a little bit, a little play money. <laughs> no, he doesn't need any more play money. A little pocket money, a little, little pocket cash. <laughs> just a little something to go out with. Like I said, he's going to go to the bar, have a few drinks. Whoa, oh, over his man. miseries. Waitress at a restaurant just having Vince, like, hit on you. Know? It's going to be so weird. Can you can you just imagine him sitting at a bar? Could you are could you turn on a USA Network plays into my show? Oh, give me more whiskey. I used to own that company. Yeah, sure you did, pal. Yeah, exactly. But do you want the potatoes, kids, or not? We're about to close. <laughs> Kitchen closes at one, pal. Let's fucking do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, up. All right. Give me two. <laughs> Do anything for birthdays. Fucking things are great. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, they're going to bring Shane back. Ugh. Or Vince. So, the, the, you know what? There's a question. Shane. Now, rumor is Shane doesn't have a very good relationship with his sister, but, you know, things change and... Do you think we'll see Shane back at all? Maybe, maybe not. That's a good question. I mean, it seems like I used to think that he had really good ideas, but then I guess like if the Royal Rumble was his fault, maybe not so much. Who knows? It seems like he has other interests. It doesn't seem like he's as committed to the business aspect of it as Stephanie is. Well, I mean, legal marijuana is a good business. Oh, of course. So, you know. I'm surprised he's not in the fucking like shoe sneaker business or something. I am too, actually. He's a big sneakerhead. Um, I'll tell you what, Shado Max shoes would fucking sell. Ooh. They would fucking sell. Just his name being on them would fucking be pretty good. I don't know. I think the McMahons need to lay low right now. That are. Shane's got no heat on him. I think he should lie low for at least a, a while. But, um, you know, speaking of comeback, Mark, that'll actually bring up a question here. Okay. 
do you see anyone returning that was released? Do you see anyone wanting to come back after maybe their AEW stint is over, which could be a few years, depending on contracts? I don't know. Do you see... I mean, we don't know what's going to change, and it's not going to be... It's not going to be an overnight change. Whatever changes, if anything changes, will take a little while. Um, Let's start with that. Do you see any talent that was released or left wanting to come back now that it's technically under new... I mean, I hate to say under new management, but... I mean, this is a completely new regime in WWE, and I mean, it's—I mean, we're kind of back to the Helmsy McMahon era, but <laughs> I mean, that's the thing—is we're waiting to see. I think a lot of people are waiting to see if it is indeed a new regime. Yeah, or, same I, shit. Like that—that's kind of what—that's kind of what kept me from being as excited as a lot of other people were on Friday when this happened because. Mm-hmm. I got excited when they were talking about him stepping down the first time and then literally not a fucking thing changed the first time. So it's like this this literally just happened like two or three weeks ago. So it's it's hard to get super excited about this. I think a lot of people are playing the wait and see game. If you're not currently under a contract with one company or the other, you think about people like, you know, like Gargano or like Bray Wyatt, assumingly we haven't heard anything about them signing with either company yet. Right. I I think it's just I think a lot of them are probably just biding their time and waiting and seeing if things actually change and if the product actually gets better or you know how the treatment of certain talents are handled you know now versus how they were in the past I think but there's a lot of people just playing the waiting game. You know what I'm curious about? What's that? I can't wait to see the internet buzz that first round of releases that. I still think is going to happen very soon. Um, I think uh, coming up August, September, we're going to see the usual cuts happen. And I don't think people are expecting that, but I think Nick Khan is the one in charge of cuts when they need to be cut. I think he's the one that says we need to make some hard decisions on some people. Um, I don't think much is going to change. I don't think... Uh, I mean, we may get some relaxing of words. We may get some, I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I watched a little bit of SmackDown and you could immediately tell that, I mean, Pat, uh, I think it was Pat McAfee mentioned that, um, the Viking Raiders were, uh, uh, what did they say? The ROH and IW, former IWGP, they're mentioning it. It's obviously some no one's in their ear screaming at him anymore. I'm glad that you brought that up, actually, because mm-hmm. that, that's one thing. We were talking last week about how, you know, the, the changing to TV 14 and being able to use more saucy language. That's, I don't care so much about them being able to use the word shit, but if they would just stop with the corporate rhetoric of like the fucking live premium events title opportunities not title shots or title matches or very specific regimented like fucking things that you can say and cannot say if you would allow people to talk like they're human beings again that would probably help with the overall enjoyment of the company it would but what happens is now you've got you know they get these focus groups together and they put together buzzwords and this word seems better than this word and that word and that word and this word looks better on paper and 
that's what happens, which is why, you know, the WWE universe, things stick like that. And some things just don't stick because they're fucking awful. But that's what you're going to get. I, 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 but I, it sounds like they're relaxing a little bit of the commentating uh, or screaming in their ears of the commentators. I think they may relax some of the band words. I think we may see some small changes. I've said this before, and Smart, me and you have talked about this. What if, what if Vince isn't in the picture, you know, for whatever reason? Both of us, I believe, said that we don't see big changes happening. No matter what you think, Stephanie is still a McMahon. Stephanie learned how to do this business from her father, his way. And Triple H... He's still a company man. I don't care what y'all say. But uh, listen, talent the, the, the fact that he's in, in charge of talent is going to be good. He's always worked well with the talent. I expect more pictures of him pointing and them pointing back. Mm-hmm. Timeless classic. <laughs> I expect more pointing pictures. But um, I don't know. I, I think Triple H being in charge is a good thing. Like I said, he worked good with the talent. The talent like him he hired most of those people anyway or at least put them on the radar so i think that's going to be a good thing i think some storylines may get a little bit better but i don't see huge changes we're not going back to the attitude era folks we're not i promise you we're not yeah no i agree with that i I am more curious about how things sort of work on like a smaller level like that because i was we have been talking about before in the past how they were looking to bring in more people with little to no actual wrestling experience is just athletes or, you know, models or what have you. They were doing the whole thing with the collegiate athletes where they put them under contract. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, if you don't get drafted, do whatever league you're trying to get into, come work with us, whatever, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I'm curious how much of that's going to change, if at all. I'm curious, you know, basically, I'm curious as to what NXT is going to look like in a couple of weeks or months versus what Raw is going to look like. And then, like, true, I think it works out for the best if, like, if we're just going on the assumption that, like, what we're hearing is actually going to happen, if we could trust that Vince isn't going to meddle, which is a big if. But if you have, if NXT is treated like the legitimate like product and the people that come from NXT are given genuine chances to succeed. It's going to work out well for everybody. Cause you're going to want to watch that to see the future and see, you know, the people that are going to be on Raw and SmackDown develop. And then you get interested in them. You follow them to, you know, their, whatever company they get drafted or whatever brand they get drafted on, what have you. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it actually changes. If it actually changes, I do tend to agree with you. Like you were saying that, you know, Stephanie learned from Vince, so and Stephanie's still in charge, or Nick Khan's in charge. Either way, it's the same fucking you know thing. It's going to be the same direction theoretically. Mm-hmm. So, Triple H's leash only goes so far. After a while, Stephanie will keep her bitch in check. <laughs> Put the balls back in my purse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I look. I. If I'm wrong and we get huge changes in this company for the better, awesome. I have no problem being wrong. I've said that a thousand times. I don't see it. I just don't see it. I've, Like I said, I've said before, she, Stephanie learned from one man and one man only. 
I'm, I, I know she's got her own ideas, and she probably didn't agree with Vince on a few things. Those may be the minor changes. Um, but um, I don't know. We might get a couple different storylines. Uh, probably get a little more of a heavy metal intro. There you go. From yeah, it's a metal band that I've never heard of is going to be doing the theme song. That'll be fun. There you go. We'll probably get that. But, I mean... I, I just don't expect people are like, oh man, everything's going to be upside down. It's going to change. We're going to get such good stuff now. No, you're really not. You're going to get a few things, but uh, I will say this though. I do feel that this is like real. I, I've actually heard people say this is all a work. No, 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 no. This can't be a work. Um, when you have... Wall Street Journal and Forbes announcing his retirement. This cannot be a work. So, I don't know. But, I mean, this is, I mean, you know, when, at the end of the year, everybody starts doing those lists. I mean, if this isn't, you know, biggest story of the year for 2022, I don't know what is. But, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that we're, I don't know, man, I, kind of thought I might die before Vince. Right. Yeah, I mean, I well, since you already put that thought out there, I'd say that would be the only thing that would, like, surpass that. Yeah. You know, went out Joe Paterno style, and he lost his power, and then he passed away after that. That's the only thing I could see that would be a bigger story, but that's about it. No, I thought he was going to robot himself. <laughs> He'd be cry- cryogenically frozen like Walt Disney? Oh, no, 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 no. I thought he was going to just come down and like really just make himself a a a like terminator. He's got the money to do it, dude, and he's insane enough to try it. Dear God, I hope. One can only hope. <laughs> I I am the Vincenator. I I I am Iron Vince, pal. That what a maneuver. Ha ha ha. Okay. Cyborg Vince would be pretty fucking cool. Damn it, Austin. You ruined it. You ruined it. What are you doing? What are you doing? You've really, you you put a damper on things because now I'm just going to spend the rest of the time, our time here, thinking about Robot Vince. (laughs) I'm sorry. Absolutely fucking fascinating. I need your shoes. Your boots and your motorcycle. I <laughs> actually with Vince it would be I need your shoes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> is that better? I, I do like I, I like the idea that he is still talking like like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger because that would be the thing. Like he would specifically ask for that. Yeah, that was really like, hard to do actually. Stra- that was hard to keep track. It's still just a crazy time, man, to to, to think that uh, we're living through this. I Put it this way. After all the scandals Vince has been through, the scandals, the accusations, the FBI, the FBI, when he beat the FBI, all those things. And you know what took him down? Piece of ass. Mm-hmm. Downfall of every man. A piece of ass took him down. That's it. 
if that doesn't tell you the power of that little thing between those women's legs, Mm-mm-mm. I'll tell you now. <laughs> That's right. That's oof. They got the power. Oh boy, do they. <laughs> What's up, Christopher Kane? Oh shit! So, but uh, I mean, it's it's I don't know, and they're even saying, uh, you know, Smart, you kind of brought this up last week. You actually did bring this up last week about the uh, HBO Sports uh, documentary coming out on him. Mm-hmm. They're saying that some of this could be more damning to Vince McMahon and uh and his legacy there uh, even Alvarez noted that um it was probably a pre- his retirement was probably preemptive as WWE is aware of the details in the upcoming story on the HBO Real Sports uh Alvarez said they may have gotten ahead of things with this re- resignation he said the word resignation on Friday. Um, so I, I, there's so much to unpack with this story. With the, not this story, these stories on Vince McMahon. Cause I mean, you've got the, you know, I mean, you've got earlier accusations, whatever you believe on those. We've got the, you know, now we've got the finance story going on, the unrecorded expenses. We've got the hush money story, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say it again. We don't know if there's more out there, folks. Seems like old Jerry McDevitt, old scummy McDevitt, has been out there just negotiating with women to shut up when Vince sticks his fucking dick in them. He's earning his money. I mean, mean, I hope he upped his retainer. For the for, for doing this, he's running fucking. I mean, he's 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 running block for Vince here. I don't think anyone sees this. The lawyer. I, I'll tell you what. With the fourteen point six, you want to know what I think happened? I think after Vince started paying all these women, he realized how much money he was paying them, and tried to figure out a sneaky way to get it out of the company. And the lawyer probably said, hey, "Man, you can't do that, dude." All right, genuine question. And again, I'm speculating. Well, yes, this is all allegedly. We don't want to be sued by Vince. We don't want McDevitt coming to our door. Um, Genuine question, though. People were getting all like up in arms when they were using Bad Bunny, when they were using Logan Paul and all this after all the releases. If you're one of the people who got released, who got fired because of quote-unquote budget cuts, are you more mad that your money is going to Logan Paul or, or that it's going to Vince getting blowjobs? Mm. Um, ooh. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a real conundrum. A conundrum. Conundrum. Uh, it is. That is. And I'm not even sure how to answer that. Um, it, 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 okay. Let, let's see. I'm a talent. I was let go. Logan Paul. Not bad. Very, very, very big social media. I think I'd be a. I don't think I'd be as upset at Logan Paul. Put it that way. I think I'd be more pissed off if if Vince was using company funds, especially fourteen point six million in unrecorded funds. Um, that's 
let's see, 14. Let's say that's like seven superstars right there, probably. Mm-hmm. And I'm being generous to pay, which not all of them make $2 million. I'm being very generous. It's probably more like 10 superstars. Ooh, Christopher Kane brings up a kind of a good point, mm-hmm. actually. Because he says, hopefully the booty was good. And then again, I never had as so good that I would pay millions for just not to talk about. That, that does kind of got to suck. Like, you're, you're able to spend like $16 million, $18 million, $20 million on blowjobs, but then you can't brag about that. Because, well, I mean, that's a flex and a half. That's... And, and the booty couldn't have been that good. He He passed her off to fucking, you know, Super Dave Osborne over there. Mm-hmm. So was it worth it? I don't You know what? Maybe it was to Vince. But again, we don't know. And I'll tell you another thing that people, I don't know if anyone's thinking about this. This man could be paying a ton of these out of a fucking a, a, account, not even in this country. Mm-hmm. There could be 50 more of these that we don't know about. There could be. There could be. There's shit none of us will ever know. I'm telling you. Is that why Cesaro got fired? They closed up Swiss bank account? <laughs> he heard Vince has had an account there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard you had an account in Switzerland. That's it? How did you know that? Uh, my pepperoni nipples are also are also antennas. Okay. Did you say they double as microphones? These are satellites too. Okay. Oh, yeah, he definitely gets Wi-Fi from those fuckers. Oh my god, this has been the most ADD conversation we've ever had. We've gone off track like twelve times, but it's been great when we have. <laughs> I mean, there's a through line, dude. I'm, listen, if we're not gonna, if we're not gonna have fun with this, I mean, there's so much in this that there's a lot of fun stuff, but there's also a bunch of stuff that just we don't know, and we don't know if this could happen, if that could happen. There's so many unknown unknowns <laughs> that I love it. Oh, that's from uh, Pulp Fiction, isn't it? The known knowns and the known unknowns and that whole spiel. Ah, there you go. I know. You're right. There you go. But uh, let's see. Anything. What else we got here on Vince? Vince, Vince, Vince. Um, I want to read this, actually, since we're mm -hmm. talking about Vince. And I know we kind of just summed it up. We didn't really read the articles per se, but I want to read this article because it made me laugh a time or two. And I would like to hopefully give our fellow listeners that pleasure. Okay. According to a sourced report from Fightful, one aspect of creative environment Vince McMahon inspired in recent years in WWE was one where meeting minutes had to be heavily edited due to insensitive language and incorrect information. (sighs) Sources within the creative process, the report said that assistants on the creative writing team needed to filter the now former WWE CEO, chairman, and creative team lead for, quote, a long time, and that meeting notes were heavily edited due to the aforementioned insensitive language to calling people the wrong names to using terms that weren't socially acceptable. (laughs) And another 
part of the report, a former production employee confirmed long-running stories about McMahon blowing up at announcers on headset due to minor issues. Former WWE announcer and personality Renee Paquette said as much mm. during an appearance on Ariel Hawani's MMA Hour last October. She recalled a story about how McMahon said she ruined an angle with heavyweight boxing champion Tyson Fury because she referred to him by his nickname and not lineal champion. The report also intimated from some McMahon didn't remember some of the things he had done creatively in the past, resulting in them being done over and over and over and over. Okay, there's only a couple overs there, but I added those because I wanted right. to play. McMahon publicly said that he retired from WWE. Yeah, we already talked about that, but yes, he... <laughs> they just had to keep fucking editing the, <laughs> editing the minutes of the meetings because he said offensive shit. Dude, this is... I mean, listen, it's funny. I'm not going to lie, but you know what? It's also sad. I mean, yeah, d- dementia is not, that's not great. But you know, this, that some of what they're saying here is some early dementia signs, which, you know, he's also 76 years old. It's also just signs of an aging brain, an aging brain that has been abusing steroids for how long? Right. How long? So, I mean, years and years and years. Um. But I mean... Yeah, just basically they're saying he's for, he was forgetting things. He was not remembering people's names. Dude, it's, I mean, I, people have been saying for, well, I'm going to say seven, eight years now, it's past time for Vince to leave. These stories keep coming out. All it's going to do is prove all of us right at what we've been saying, it's been time for Vince to leave. But um, I'll tell you what, though, I, we're going to find out one thing right now. Was it really Vince that was holding back all the bullshit, or was it really Vince that was making this company awful, or was it just the way this company is ran and just the way they do things? We're going to find out very soon. I mean, that's a million-dollar question is, like, yep. a lot of the problems are, it seems like the problems the majority of people had outside of just the obvious, you know, misconduct that we're now learning of is creatively the product has been shit. But financially, they keep doing better and better. So, like, is there actually all that much of a need or an emphasis being placed on trying to improve that? Well, like, what we're going to see. Here's my thing on that. I mean, creative is one thing. But when it comes to making money, that wasn't really on Vince. That was up to the people he surrounds himself with and the people that are in charge of doing that. So Vince has a great team around him. It sounds like he wasn't being very creative and smart and firing on all cylinders brain-wise and it just sounds like the reason they're making money, and they will continue to make money because of the people hired to do their job and make them money on merchandise and PR people and HR people and all these people that are out there to do their fucking jobs. But I don't think Vince had as much to do with that as everyone thinks. Right. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's kind of fun to laugh about, but at the same time, like, literally, 
you know, the report was saying is like the, the reason that we're getting the same shit over and over again as we've been complaining about is because Vince forgot that he did it already. Like that's it's not so great. Like that's a little depressing. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like you said, he's done some scummy shit, but like, well, nah, it's still sort of sad to see the brain deteriorate. Number one, it's not great. Number two, you have archives where someone that has a set of balls could have said, Vince, look, you did it. It's right here. Watch the television. It's been done. But the problem is Vince loved his yes men. That's what he wanted around him was his yes men, his Michael Hayes, his Gerald Briscoe's, Mr. Mark Marion, as you said. That's what he wanted around him. He wanted yes men. He didn't want people to call him out, people to tell him. And everyone was afraid to because you know what would happen? You're fired. There was a weird level of inconsistency with some shit like that. Because, like, there was a story going around, and I think it's more or less been confirmed, that, like, Kofi Kingston didn't really get anything going for him until, like, Vince, he slapped Vince on a plane once. Because mm. like, and slapped him, and then he apparently slapped him back, and like sometimes that'll result in you getting pushed, and then sometimes that'll result in you getting fired. Like, you just don't know. And like, yeah, we're talking about more of his inner circle of him wanting loyal people, you know, his direct subordinates, I guess. But like, even you know, how loyal was Jr. And like, they relentlessly fucked with Jr. Just the every time that he was there, multiple times. You know, every time they brought him back, they would just keep fucking with him until Whoa. they finally let him. But there was also rumors that Vince thought Jr. was too Southern for his product. And Vince wasn't really... uh, Vince liked Jr., but didn't really like Jr. You know what I mean? So there was some animosity there, I think, with him. And I think Vince liked embarrassing Jr. If you watch what he did, he loved embarrassing Jr. Absolutely, yeah. Which was awful. I, some of that stuff he did was awful when he was, you know, sitting there in his hometown in front of his kids, and or his wife and kids. Isn't that where, or isn't that where the cane set him on fire or something? Um, I believe it is. It was like it was a backstage segment anyway. It was a pre-tape, I think. But um, I think that significantly matters. But they that was always kind of been something that they like doing. Like they love Jr. more so than anybody. They right. they fuck with more than anyone. Uh, but they, for whatever reason, they loved humiliating people, or I guess Vince loved humiliating people in their hometown. They would always lose, or sometimes they would just have really bad shit happen to to them. Uh, the the thing about like Vince not liking Southern people too, though, that's kind of funny. Is he he was born in North Carolina, so like there's a little bit of some self loathing going on there. Well. It ain't South Carolina. It's North Carolina. Ah, there you go. There you go. It ain't Southern. But Vince just didn't like the... He didn't like his product being the lowbrow Southern redneck wrestling that people associated him with. That's what he didn't want. Jim Ross, he felt, was the guy that kept them associated with the wrestling. And not, and to, you know, extent, he did a good job with that because he, he helped mold, like kind of change and mold the public perception of wrestling, not just being 
a southern entertainment staple being more sort of a national thing. Mm. True. But I mean, to be fair, that's also, you know, I mean, there's fucking, there's a wrestling tradition, there's a wrestling fan base in Mexico, in Japan, you know, all over the world. So it's not just, you know, I mean, the public perception in America versus with the reality across the world, two entirely different things. Well, according to Gerald Briscoe, you wouldn't have that because Vince McMahon created wrestling. You fucking jabroni. That's right. Got me? Vince McMahon created this thing. Kneel <laughs> down, suck his dick, and thank him now. He started this gangster shit, and this is the motherfucking thanks he gets? I guess. I don't know, man. Fucking. That's what, I mean, Gerald Briscoe, you're fucking jabroni. <laughs> I like how he's just like, till the very end, the bitter end, he's still just there. <sighs> like know how to be anything other than a lap dog even though there's like no power in that lap anymore no 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 vince isn't gonna give him a job he's not gonna get and no nothing's gonna happen except him just being a kiss ass for the company so that's what he wants to do that's fine the company that fucking fired him by the way um, <laughs> it, it, it's not so drastic because vince still has a lot of money but you remember that scene in beyond the mat where like they're following Coco Beware around and like he's just like he's put on some weight and he's in like this like shitty like basic hotel and like he still has Frankie with him. Mm. Like that's that's what Briscoe and McMahon is like at this yeah. point. It's just Pretty like much. he's still just there by his side through the good and the bad. Just sitting there, just a little fucking just fucking parroting whatever he's supposed to say. Um good question, Dirk. Uh, now that Triple H is there, you think MJF would do a double take and consider WWE? I, I you're still. I mean, the, the question is consider. If we're going with consider, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you, you're right. That word right there, consider. I think he's been considering WWE for a long time. Do I think he's doing a double take and kind of being like, mm, this is a really good chance for me? They won't hold me back as much. No, no, I, I, I don't think so. I think they would still hold him back. This company still has. Listen, maybe a new regime, but they're still answering to the same advertisers, the same investors, the same board, the same everything that they were. Nothing has changed. Vince just moved out of his office. Maybe he might still be there. Okay. Right. That's really all that happened. They still answer to the same fucking people they had to. So no, I really think that. Not really. I, I don't think so. I think it's. I think MJF. Listen, I'm gonna say it again. Be careful what y'all wish for. I don't think he's gonna be the fit you guys want to see. In WWE, I don't think he belongs there. I don't think they would like him. I think he would end up being... I, for some reason, I think he would end up being almost called like an Enzo. with his, Because MJF isn't exactly known for being the nicest guy backstage either. Well, that's the thing. It's, it becomes a tightrope. Because a part of his whole character... You know, if we're going on the assumption that he would still be MJF in WWE, is there's a lot of like blurring the line between work and shoot, and him saying some, you know, it's his whole thing is to purposely shit on people. It's part of his shtick, as it were. 
you know, so, but then like sometimes with that, it's okay. And, you know, and then sometimes, especially WWE, you say the wrong thing and people lose their fucking minds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Christopher Kane, Adam Cole rethinking his options. Tony Khan commented on that, on people <laughs> talking about some of those guys. Those guys have five years on their contract. Mm-hmm. Not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere unless they decide to do something stupid. Um, I don't think anybody's rethinking their decisions right now. I think, to be honest, both companies should take this as an opportunity to not be... Listen, not I, I, I don't want the fucking Monday Night Wars back or anything like that. Both companies should take this as an opportunity. And it looks like AEW did to sort of push a reset button. AEW did a lot of new stuff tonight. Good new stuff. They did a little bit of resetting. Both companies should take this opportunity to actually be competition and make each other better storyline wise and so forth that's what i think should happen i agree with that yep i think there's big opportunity here for both companies and i think i think after watching aew tonight tony khan sees that 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 there's a big opportunity here to do that so i don't know can wwe see it I don't know. Again, they, they, people have to realize there's a lot of handcuffs on Stephanie and Nick Khan to just run things as status quo because, listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's making money. The company is a fucking money-generating machine. Why would you change anything right now? Again, small changes, I get. Big changes... I don't know what those could be, but they're going to be way down that line. I agree with that. I mean, it's like I said, just goes all goes back to the wait and see, like how much, if any, things will change and become different. I'm, I, I, you know, you said it's not going to happen overnight, but I, I have heard, and I don't know if that's just because it's people wanting things to be different, wanting things to change. But it seemed like the overall reception to Raw this week was better than it has been. And they're doing SummerSlam Saturday, I guess. So I'm going to be, I had already said before that I was going to be watching that to see how things played out in the stadium and all of that. Mm. Uh, being outdoors, the heat, the rain potential, all that kind of stuff can yeah. create a little train wreck. But I'm going to be checking it out anyway. So I'm, I'm curious about it. You know, it. It may get a little worse before it gets better. Yeah, it could be. It's possible. Uh, again, they, they've got to... They, they have two choices. They either abruptly stop all these storylines and have the internet sit there and go, they fucking stopped this, just no, no, no explanation, no nothing, what the fuck? So you're either going to get that or you let the storylines play out and then you make your changes as you go. You have two choices. You're either fucked or you're fucked in the internet world right now. Right. So you're either going to let them play out and have people bitch that they're playing out. Or you're going to abruptly stop them and have people bitch, bitch that you abruptly stopped them. 
There's no fucking winning anymore. There's no winning. Well, you're right. There is no winning. Um, but I mean, it's a good time with for that though, because like I said, the paper is happening this weekend, so it's an opportunity. You know, a new paper. Oh, I'm sorry, premium live event. Very it's a good premium live event cycle that's going to be happening after Saturday. So it's sort of an opportunity to end some feuds. You might not be able to end all feuds, but if there's some shit that you want to get rid of. That's kind of a, a good jumping off point, I suppose. No, you're right. And, you know, this is one of the big four premium live events. Uh, this is one of the big four. So you're right. This is a perfect opportunity for them to, you know, stop some feuds, kill some storylines, renew whatever. But it's that they have got to shake up some something in that company, make some new matches. I mean, what are we going to see? The Usos versus the fucking Street Profits for the 9,000th time? Ooh. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but I definitely think you're 100% right. I think that there's a big opportunity with SummerSlam this weekend for them to push the virtual or, you know, whatever reset button and uh make this a new a new era a new you know make this regime their own because this is this is something a lot of people didn't think they were ever going to see right vince not being around to take charge tell everyone what to do i'm i don't know it's a very different time and it's weird and it's it's a little scary. But we shall see. Yeah. We shall see. And that's really all we can do is wait and see if they make little changes slowly or big changes quickly. So, huh. did we get through everything on that, you think? Yeah, you think we covered most evidence-related talking points? I think so. I think we, uh, I hope we, uh, Titillated your juices. Mm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking of titillating juices, what's uh, what's going on with old uh, Max Dupree? L.A. Knight. Good old Max Dupree, huh? Yeah, it looks like uh, he's just suddenly gone. No one knows what happened. <laughs> they brought in Maxine, his sister. His sister, Maxine. Hmm. Hmm. Seems there's heat backstage with him, is what they're saying. I don't know if you saw you saw that or not. Actually, did not did not see that. Yeah, it was a little rumor of some heat backstage with him. Um, I don't know. I always said the guy was a piece of shit. Anyway, <laughs> I thought that was gonna be your opportunity to say that'd be the first heat he drew. I just think the guy's a piece of shit and untalented, but that's just me. It seems like everyone seems to love the guy. I think he's great. He's this, he's that. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. Mm. No, he's pretty creator wrestler to me, too. Good, 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 good. But, uh, all right. So, you know, we've got... <laughs> Why don't we keep going with scandals? Because there are more scandals, of course. Um, this isn't exactly a giant scandal. Uh, and this actually is an article from 
over a week ago. But I don't know if anyone heard this. Um, the Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, has learned he has five more siblings. These would be half-brothers and sisters. After some DNA testing was done, uh, Sports Illustrated did an article on um, a few people. DNA testing had revealed that Lisa Purves, or Purves, as I'm going to say her name, P-U-R-V-E-S, Purves, I'm going to go Purves. Sure. Paula Parsons, Trevor Edwards, Adrian Bowles, and Aaron Fowler are also children of The Rock's father, the late Rocky Johnson. The five children have all kind of reached out, found each other. You know, kind of good. You've got that whole ancestry thing now. You can reach out and find people if you've, you know, if you've got some questions. Um, and it's said in the article that some of these kids did try to contact Rocky, not Rock, over the past years. He... Uh, hung up on a never a number of occasions, uh, so a lot of them just stopped trying. Uh, it wasn't returning calls. Um, even when he did talk to him, they he would basically just start speaking and hang up again. So basically, The Rock's dad was not a good uh, a good father to any of these kids. And, you know, the rock has said that his relationship with his father was extremely complicated. Those are the actual words that, uh, he used, uh, incredibly complicated. Sorry. Those were the, that was the quote from him. But, um, the, they do want to say that this is not about the rock being famous or anything. They don't want money. They don't want that. They just want, (laughs) and I kind of find this funny. They want to be acknowledged. <laughs> Roman Reigns. <laughs> Head at the table. <clears throat> there you go. So they just want to be acknowledged. Or they said recognized, but same thing. This is kind of a, a, a weird little story, though. Uh, the Rock wakes up one day from an article in Sports Illustrated and finds out he has five more family members he had no clue about. Mm. I mean, I mean, and they're adults. They're, most of them are adults. One of them is 30. One of them is 53. Um, what? What? But what do you do? What do you... I mean, it, and again, they're not reaching out for... The Rock to even, and he hasn't commented publicly. I want to make that clear. Publicly. He may have gotten a hold of one or all of these, you know, family members privately. We don't know. Uh, but, man, how would you feel? It's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I got to tell you. My mom found out way later in life that her mom wasn't her real mom. And I mean by way later, I mean like maybe less than 20 years ago. And right before my sister 
got married, there was a kind of like a a biological family reunion with my mom. And I mean, it, there was like 25 people there that she didn't even know was part of her real family. So I kind of get this. You know, I I I kind of woke up to kind of family myself. It was weird. So it's definitely a weird thing. Uh, and I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not the rock, but... <laughs> In some ways. Oh, well, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what way at all. Yeah, no further questions. Thank you. <laughs> I won't ask any questions if you don't give any more answers. How's that? I'll tell you no lies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, man. It's, uh, I mean, the, it, it, it's a crazy thing to just wake up one day and, hey, sports, check out this article. Dwayne, what? <laughs> I have what? <laughs> yeah, that's more than anything. It's the whole scope of it. It's not, you know, it's not a message on Facebook or a tweet or a text. Mm. It's Sports Illustrated article. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, with The Rock saying the relationship with his dad is incredibly complicated, did did he possibly know I'm not saying he knew about them and didn't contact her. I'm saying they possibly know this could be kind of like in the wings or a possibility. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I would have to imagine that he knew or at least suspected that his dad was out there fucking around. I mean, they, they were in the same business, you know? Yeah. And he it happens in that business sometimes. Well, I expect to see some um, articles of The Rock buying these uh, siblings' um, houses and cars very soon. Because that's what The Rock does. The Rock's like Elvis. Get her a Cadillac. <laughs> Buy her a house. That's right. That's what El Elvis did that for people. Seriously, he would do that shit. He, do you know how many Cadillacs Elvis bought for fucking people? Mm -hmm. Many, many. You live in Nashville. You should know. No, Chattanooga more or less. But well, you know, so in the area, in the area. But anyway, um, The Rock suddenly wakes up with five new uh, new half half brothers and sisters. So cool for him. Um, and you know, I I, I I like that they're pushing that it's not. This isn't about the money. This isn't about this. This isn't about that. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Another thing we'll have to wait and see, right? <laughs> but I mean, they're all older. They've got lives. And I, I, th these aren't all, they're not a bunch of young kids looking to fucking, you know, get, get well off the rock. These are all older. You know, like I said, one of them's 58. They're all definitely grown and probably all have careers and 158 53 but uh rocky johnson was a big a busy 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 man yeah he was getting around he was having fun i guess getting around is exactly uh the the, the right thing to say i think yeah i just yeah 
I don't. I can't remember how, but this I had. I was having a discussion with somebody about this a couple of days ago. Not this exact thing about like Rocky Johnson or Rocky's Johnson in this case, <laughs> um, but just the idea that you can like father so many children and just like not give a shit. I get it, dude. I know, I know what you're talking about. I, I mean, I, I don't know what I would do if I find out if I ever found out that there was some kid out there I didn't know about. I would be torn apart, absolutely yeah. torn apart, because I can't do that. I don't. I'm not built that way. Everyone's built different, dude. Some people can just not give a shit. I mean, there's plenty of horrible fathers out there. <clears throat> Smart. <laughs> Yeah, you can't blame me for this. <laughs> you're going to be a good dad because you know what your dad did to you. So you're going to end up being a good dad one day. I promise you. Either a good dad or just not a dad at all. Like, those are really the only two options. Like, yeah. I won't be it. shitty. Hmm? That's it, man. So, but uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, I, I, but I'm with you. I, I don't know how you do that or how you hang up on you know i mean i know there probably wasn't dna testing back then so he was like ah i don't believe it you're not my kid so i mean i i don't mean to sound vulgar or rude but when you're dealing with these rats that were going around back then you you may not believe them at that time you yeah. i i mean I don't know, like, and if you're worried about sounding vulgar, but fucking put your fingers in your ears for a minute. But, like, I, I get the idea of, like, maybe being apprehensive and not believing that this particular kid is your kid. But, like, you know where you're coming. Like, you know yeah. where you finish. Like, if you know, if that's what you're doing, if you're just, like, out there, you know, just making deposits, like, you know that the possibility exists. If you're making deposits, eventually there's gonna have to be a withdrawal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's what you're saying, smart. Not soon enough. <laughs> Around nine months later, there's gonna be a withdrawal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's you know that's life. That's uh, that's the way it goes. It's the uh, only time that deposits will take out of your bank account. Oh, uh, there you go. And <laughs> eventually, you're gonna be negative. <laughs> in your bank account. I mean. Um all right. I guess I mean what a segue into this next article, Smart. Boy. Oh boy, is it ever. It's almost perfect actually if you think about it. Well, you know, speaking of, of sex <laughs> This is honestly, and I am not even trying to, this is not hyperbole, this is not overselling. This is genuinely the greatest headline that I've ever had the pleasure of reading here. I think you're right. Brian Danielson is sex and a really good listener who has thought about faking his own death. One more time. Brian Danielson is sex and a really good listener who has thought about faking his own death. One more time. I didn't mispronounce any of that. I just wanted to be able to enjoy that one more time. Second uh, verse, same as the first. Oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, 
So that this came out on the 20th. So yes, exactly. A week. Every week, the Bella twins, Nikki and Brie Bella, I like they put this in parentheses in case you didn't know who they were, right. end their podcast with little affirmation and positivity. Brian Danielson joined his wife, Brie, for a recent episode of the Bella's podcast, which I, I can't fathom ever wanting to listen to. No. But anyways, where they played a game of Would You Rather and ended the show with some daily affirmation. Brian's affirmation? I am sex. Brie questioned if that was his actual affirmation, leading to the following exchange. Danielson, I am sex. Bella, no, that's not going to be it. Danielson, does that not work? Bella, I mean, if that's your quote. Danielson, it's not a quote. It's whatever affirmation you want. Bella, you wake up in the morning and say that? Danielson, how would you not notice him saying that? How would you not notice him staring into a mirror and just yelling, I am sex at himself? Uh, you, you wake up in the morning and say that? Danielson, no, I don't. But it could be an affirmation. <laughs> Bella, it could be I am sex. Interesting. Huh. Danielson, I tell you my actual thing I've been working on, and I don't know if you notice this. I read this book. You're not listening by Kate Murphy. I've been trying to be a better listener, both for you and the kids. What is Birdie really saying? What are you really saying? Spoiler alert, not much of any real sense. No. Bella. You've always been a really good listener. That's great that you want to be an even better one. That's good. I think we go with that. Everyone this week, be a better listener. I feel like when people meet you and talk to you, uh, blah, blah, blah. She goes on for a while. Um, <laughs> but she goes on to say it's really good characteristic that you have being a good listener. That's what we're going to leave everyone with. Be a little more like Brian. Don't think about faking your own death. But be a better listener because it'll make people around you feel good. Danielson, but if you do come up with a really good way to fake your own death in modern society, please tweet it. The faking death exchange was due to Brian revealing he would be he would love a six month hike by himself and then saying he might fake his own death. Brian, well, I mean, you kind of ruined it for you, didn't you? Uh, Brian wouldn't tell Bree about his fake death because she would spoil it. That's I didn't read that part. That's amazing. Uh, quote, I think about faking my own death for a long time because I'm not sure you could do it now. I think I could. Oh. I have a couple of de devious plans, he said. And <laughs> Brian has had plenty of time to plot his own fake death as he is currently sidelined from the ring. That seems a little cruel. Oh. Currently sidelined from the ring with an injury. Yes, you have plenty of time to fake your own death now. This is <laughs> like, I want to fake my own death to get away from you. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, that's probably an omen for your marriage if your spouse is thinking of fake. I mean, I've thought of killing myself because I had to go to work, but this is a different. <laughs> this is way different. I do like the idea that he wouldn't tell her that he was going to fake his own death <laughs> because he couldn't trust her to keep her fucking mouth shut. Bitch, you can't keep kayfabe. I ain't doing that shit. I wouldn't tell you nothing. <laughs> and the I am sex for some reason. Made me think of a Marilyn Manson song where he just says, I am the god of fuck. I don't know why. It just made me think of that. I mean, I am sex is pretty good affirmation. I do I do enjoy the idea that she was like trying to be inspirational and he just completely fucking sandbagged her. I mean, he could have just added a Y and said, I am sexy. Yeah, but I mean, I am sex is even more powerful. I think so. <laughs> like I said, it's kind of like I am the god of fuck. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. There was one time. One time I was in a chat room, 
this is not going to get super vulgar, but it was like one of those web chats. And I don't know if it was like an English barrier or a translation problem or something, but somebody came in the chat room and told this girl, and I quote, make suck to my penis. And it makes me laugh every time I think about it because it sounds like something a vampire would say. It actually sounds like something right off of Clerks. Would you like to making fuck berserk? Oh, yeah, Clerks 3 coming out soon. Clerks 3 is coming out, and I'm excited for it. Yeah. That is going to be. That's going to be a good one, man. I think uh, I think that's going to be a good one. <clears throat> Which we can talk about one night on Hollywood Hangout. But, um, yeah, um, Daniel Bryan is a, uh, he's a weird dude, man. He's out there, man. I mean, he's... Sometimes I think this dude just fucking is like Joe Rogan and just fucking takes ayahuasca and talks shit sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, either that or he has a really weird sense of humor. But it's, it's funny because, like, yeah. I, I watched the Indies for a while. And it's like, where the fuck was this guy? Because, like, this guy is infinitely more entertaining and interesting than he was, like, first Ring of Honor run. Uh, I. I I don't know. This dude's nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy's a little faking your own death. And he you remember? he basically nicely told Bree, I would fake my death to get away from you, and I wouldn't even tell you, and I would just go hiking for a while. See, this is, the, this is why you can't be in a relationship with somebody who's either significantly smarter than you or you're significantly smarter than them. Because mm. you can do shit like this all the time, and the other person will be none the wiser. Yeah, I think I think if we ever if he ever just disappears, we know where Brian went. Oh, yeah. Like, when it happens now, nobody's going to believe it. No. Even he- if it is true. No, yeah, see, not now he's cried wolf. Mm-hmm. Now everyone just, you know, if everything happens to him, just going to be like, ah, he's hiking in fucking, you know, Asheville Mountains or something. Something like that, yeah. And, like, do you remember the story? I, I had also read this story of, like, I forget where it came from, but he was talking about how he referred to apples as, and I quote, tree sperm. Like, he's a weird fucking... Like, for somebody who I don't think smokes weed, he seems to smoke a lot of weed. I got that hippie thing, man. I definitely think he's probably hit a bong or two in his life. Mm-hmm. I think he's, uh... I think he's passed around the old peace pipe once or twice. I mean, not... I don't think he, like, regularly smokes weed was my point, but, like... There's, and I think it's still out there, there's a promo from PWG of him and Paul London. And, like, Mm. you could tell that he is quite clearly high. Because, like, Paul London is high out of his fucking mind. And you could tell that, like, Danielson got in on it a little bit at at the very least. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, speaking of Brian Danielson, we're talking about uh, Christopher Kane must be watching that main event on uh, AEW. And, yeah, dude, he really did. He Came back looking pretty badass tonight. Yeah. Danielson did. That was a great, great little, uh, you know, because it was just announced today, I believe, that he was coming back tonight. I think so. It was either today or yesterday, but it's been pretty sure it was this afternoon, like right after like lunch ish that we heard he was coming back. And, 
great, great fucking showing for him. Little surprised he lost to Daniel Garcia, but big win for Daniel Garcia right there. Winning with a sharpshooter, I thought was kind of uh, kind of funny. Right. Kind of funny, but uh, big win for Daniel Garcia over uh, Daniel Bryan right there, and they the the, the, and the announcers were, were were sure to mention that. So, Paul London, I am Dolphin, Christopher King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and John Dolphin Lennon guy. did say he was the Walrus. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, he he actually did. He called himself the Dolphin Master in that promo. I mean, you know, things happen. You can be the, the, the dolphin master, the the walrus. Uh I mean Ferris Bueller could have been the fucking walrus. He still couldn't get a fucking car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. That's the best I can give you. I did watch the fucking thing. Well, there's a review if you want to check out the old Hollywood hangout archives. Indeed. And- anyway. Um all right. I think we actually get into AEW right now. Are we done with all the news and shit? That's all I thought. I really kind of thought that uh, we were going to spend a little more time on... Um... Oh, actually, Smart, you know what? Before we get into AEW, I guess if... Um, you know, let's lead right into AEW. They had the ROH pay-per-view. They did. On Saturday. I did not watch it and it's not because i didn't get to i I, truthfully i've i've been just fucking lazy as shit this week when i come home all i want to do is take like a fucking 45 minute nap when i'm i get home i'm fucking dead by the time i get back here so just haven't had time to turn it on um but how I, i did i've obviously heard uh a couple of reviews I did go on YouTube, catch some highlights, like I always like to do. So, go ahead, man. Let's uh, let's hear some. Well, one thing that stands out real quick before we get to the actual show is we were talking about this before, of like how fast things can change. Hmm. Because now that uh, you know, Punk is with the company. Clint Cabana was on the pre-show to the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Oh boy, that poor soul, that poor soul. Wow. Um, yeah, he got his shit bounced down and quick. Um, That's pretty interesting. They, uh, for any GCW fans, and this is the Ring of Honor pre-show, it's on YouTube, you can watch it totally free. Uh, Blake Christian, Alex Zane, and Tony Deppin were on the pre-show, so that was pretty cool. Mm. They were a tagged trio, and they announced that they're doing trios championships on Dynamite, so... That's something to think about. Um, what was interesting a little bit, I guess, was they had they opened with the Ring of Honor World title match. And I'm not going to do a fucking complete rundown, but I'm saying they opened up with the Ring of Honor title match. And I don't know him well enough to know how his like entrance normally looks. Mm-hmm. But people are saying that Jonathan Gresham was like kind of sulking as he was coming down to the ring. I don't know if his like, entrance is super energetic well... or not. But, uh, yeah, he, it was a decent match, but like he lost to Claudio, Claudio's the ring of honor world champion. Now and he just immediately resigned. He asked for his release. He quit the company. However you want to word it. He was not happy. Well, and the, <laughs> the rumor going around was that he cussed out Tony Khan. Um, 
listen, I can, I can use curse words and I can cuss you out. There's a very big difference. Right. You know what I mean? I can be sitting here, you know, still being assertive and just using curse words or cursing someone out to me is calling someone a fucking low down piece of shit motherfucker. Right. Now, I wasn't there, obviously. No. But there is a difference. And I'm, I, I mean, none of us can be sure that's that, that Jonathan Gresham cussed out Tony Khan. But um, there obviously was some sort of altercation backstage with them. Um, the communication thing with Tony Khan has been brought up more than once. Actually, even Joey Janela brought it up uh, at one point yeah, on a tweet. So it's, I'm not quite sure what this whole thing was about, but for once again, Jordan Grace just can't keep her fucking mouth out of it. Has to make it racial. I think that was fucked up from her. I, 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 it, it, no, you can argue with someone legit about many things and it not be about race, but Jordan Grace immediately made it about that. And I thought that was fucked up, but I don't know. Man, I, I, I guess Jonathan Gresham was asking the direction smark of the of the title afterwards and rumors have it that Tony just had no answer for it <laughs> I can't say I blame Jonathan Gresham it sounds like he wanted to know where, what was happening so he knew what was happening with him uh, look the guy's got a wife he's got bills everyone's got bills got shit to worry about so i don't know i don't know if he's signed with a uh, i don't know what contract he has or what but it's a weird situation right now but claudio winning the roh title went over pretty fucking big <laughs> so yeah, tough situation because like i, I kind of see things from both sides um I, I see the, why Gresham would have hard feelings about it because I mean he had been while Ring of Honor was like sort of inactive he had been out there defending the title on various shows and trying his best to like keep the name out there in circulation and all of that and then it, it does have to kind of hurt the ego I guess to just straight up be like all right this is first pay per view back and now we're going to give the belt to like an actual star. Like, you're not good enough to be our world champion. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's got to suck. I mean, I, I, can under, I can understand how he could feel sort of overlooked and undervalued and whatnot, you know, things like that. And just he's kind of being who he is, being of his size and stature. He's kind of always sort of been undermined. So I can kind of get him having a chip on his shoulder. He did. Um, I don't know the time frame because... I don't follow Jordan Grace on Twitter because I, I love myself too much. Uh, 
for self-esteem, but I'm not going to subject myself to that. <laughs> he kind of meant a little bit about, like, kind of, there was a, he had a, a racial component to it, too. Um, I don't know if this is directly related to, like, the Tony Khan thing, but he said in an interview, uh, it bothers me that you can have white guy number one with no character be great, but then you've got a black guy, same old, oh, he needs a character, but why? Can't you just be a good wrestler? You've got to be so much more than the other guy that's world champion. Doesn't have a character. He's got a mic, sure, but he doesn't do anything other than wrist hammer locks and some kicks. But black guy that does the same thing, I need a fucking character. I need all this extra stuff. It's like, that's just the thing. Uh, so, yeah. And then he talks about also about, like, promoters trying to ask him if he wants to be taller because he said, uh, so when wrestling promoters are like, what's your height? I was like, 5'4". And they're like, you want me to say 5'7"? I'm just like, no, 5'4". People are going to stand next to me. They're going to freaking know. <laughs> so that's interesting. Which kind of proves my theory, right? That I always say that anytime you hear somebody listed as a height, take two away from that. Yeah, and you're right. Two, two, three, but yeah, it's, it's always you're like right. to subtract. It's a golden I'm, rule. I missed my mouth. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I, I bad for him. I I do because it's it's got to suck to like it, you know I, you're basically being told that you you're not valuable enough or you're not as valuable as somebody else, which I mean, unfortunately, is a harsh truth that you have to deal with in the company, in any you know company, but any you know wrestling specific. There are certain people who are bigger stars and who are, are you know have bigger name value and whatnot. So I see why Tony Khan did it. From my personal perspective, I think that adds another belt that's on television. On dynamite, more than likely, and there's too many fucking belts. Like if there's, you just it's 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 enough already with mm. all the fucking belts. Like I'm glad that they did the trios thing because they needed the trios thing, but the fucking the all Atlantic belt, my god! And if you're gonna keep, if you're gonna have Ring of Honor titles on the show too, it just gets to the point where you you just become fucking inundated. Yeah, it's a little belt heavy. Um, well, but the Jonathan Gresham thing. Listen, I. I I get what he's saying about and and about Claudio. Just remember, this guy is just coming off of a WWE run. Whether you want to admit it or not, WWE is the numero uno when it comes to wrestling companies. And the crowd was behind him. He was hot. You know, we always say WWE has this bad habit of striking when the iron is already cold. Tony Khan decided to strike while the iron's hot with, you know, Claudio, Cesaro, whatever you want to fucking call him. I don't see a problem with it. I get where Jonathan Gresham would maybe feel a little, you know, oh, all right, you know, all right, what well, you're, you're doing it with this guy, but, you know, you didn't use me, blah, blah, blah. But this is also... He's trying to get TV deals. He's trying to make ROH a real fucking company. I get what he's doing. And it's, I hate to say this, but Jonathan Gresham comes off a little selfish in this argument. This is business, dude. This is business. This is just fucking business. It's a predetermined Business. Nothing more. 
No, I get it. I mean, I, like I said, I can see both. I can see both sides of that. Because, you know, when, if you're in Gresham's position, you know, he's been working as hard as he's been working or whatever, trying to dedicate himself, trying to become the best wrestler he could be. And then, like, he doesn't get opportunities that other people, necess- you know, get. And then, but then it becomes, well, why is that? But then you can point to any number of things. Right. You could say it's the height. You could say it's the build. You could say that he doesn't have a character. He doesn't have promo. Because, I mean, he's not a good promo. He's just not. No. Like, but. Oh, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of things, but I can understand why if you dedicate yourself to this in a way that it seems like he has, I can understand the you know, animosity. But at the same time, like you said, and, it, and it's kind of goes back to what you were saying before about like how you can't please everyone because some of the same people that were complaining that, you know, as Cesaro, he wasn't being used enough are now complaining that, oh, it's another WWE guy getting preferential treatment. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got people complaining he wasn't treated like a star, and then when he gets treated like a star, he's like, "Well, you're being treated like a star over other people, and that's fucked up." You know, just it's hard to please everybody. But yeah, I mean, he's Tony Khan's trying to, I guess, like you said, you know, work on television deals and try to make both companies as valuable as possible. And I, that was a decision that he made, and you know, it is what it is. Well, and and how do you build a company is a wrestling company, not a not not any company. How do you build back, build back a wrestling company? Because that's really what he's doing with this. You. I I hate I mean, I'm again, I'm not shitting on John Gresham. And I don't give a shit about his fucking size, to be honest with you. I never noticed how short he was. I really didn't. Right. As far as I'm concerned, he's just a lucky guy. He bangs Jordan Grace. But mm. <laughs> halfway lucky. I'm not, he's not, I'm not saying she's unattractive. I'm just saying that, like, weighing it out, I don't think putting up with her when you're not having sex with her would be worth <laughs> the having I get sex it. with her. I get it. But again, you're trying to rebuild this company. Would you put your, your 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 okay? Let let me ask you, Smart. You 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 bought this company for of uh, I'm I'm gonna throw out a rounding number five million. You bought this company for five million, right? Mm-hmm. A, a wrestling company, and you've got a choice. You're gonna put your title on either a guy that has a little bit of a name, but. Not everyone knows who he is. Then you've got this guy who's been on national television for the past, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing out a number here and I'm, I'm probably way off, past eight, nine years. And on national television, like I said, and he's just coming off that run and he's just coming off a big win at a match that, that you know, at, at a, your last pay-per-view he's got heat behind him who would you want to put your title on if you're rebuilding your company sure i i really feel that jonathan gresham is taking this personally instead of as a business i get he's asking what the direction of the title is but what happens next with television deals and everything could could judge that direction patience you gotta have some patience when it comes to shit like this 
I, that's what I feel. You really do. All right, put it on him. Jonathan Gresham didn't think that, okay, maybe I'll get a fucking, well, let's wait a while. Then I get to fight for that title again because I should get my rematch because he's already in the picture. So, okay, I get it. You don't know when the next show is. Can we just wait? Patience. Sure. I mean, and you know, who knows? Who know you like I mean, maybe there was a vibe that he was getting that Tony Khan didn't you know wasn't big on him or whatever. Well, that's a bad pun, I guess. Big on him. Um but you know, I mean who knows? So like maybe he he feels justified in his opinion. And like we don't know where he's drawing this from. He might have a valid reason to feel that way. Who knows? He may. It's just sad. He may, and if he does, look, I'm I again I wasn't there, I could be missing a lot, but I'm just saying when you're rebuilding a company, it takes patience. And if you're a, I mean, if you're a fucking company person and you just signed a contract, you knew what you were getting into. This, they didn't even probably have this paper or pay-per-view or whatever you want to call it booked. They might not have even had it booked when you signed with ROH, AEW, whatever. Right. I, I just feel like you knew what you were getting into. You knew this company was growing. You knew this is like getting involved with a startup company and then being upset that you're not public yet after, you know, after one year. Right. It's 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 weird to me. But again, he may have a completely, he may have seen, maybe Tony said something, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot to go on, but from the surface, something don't seem right. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Also, real quick, I doubt that it really matters all that much, but you said eight years of television experience or television time. He apparently debuted on in uh, 2012, the television debut. De- I don't know why I said debut. <laughs> the television debut happened on t- in 2012 and April 20th edition of SmackDown. So oh. go ahead and blaze one up. Cesaro's getting high in uh, 420. All right. Nice. Yeah. I wasn't that far off then. Yeah, well, I mean, if anything, not only were you right, but there was a little bit more time than that, even more time. Yeah. Just eight years, it's been ten years. It's been on television for ten years. I said eight or nine. I was close. Yeah. Because he was off television for a while, so I guess I can technically be right. There you go. Subtract subtract time like they do with the contracts. Like I said, I was throwing out a number. I wasn't sure when he debuted, but I don't know. I just... I just... I just don't, I wish we knew more. I'll put it that way. I wish we knew more so we could gauge us a little better and see who was right, who was wrong. But by all accounts, this argument was uh, pretty fucking heated. What was that, Smart? I'm sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, not from Tony Khan, but like we will know more soon Mm -hmm. because if he gets his release, He's going to talk. And maybe if he doesn't get his release, he's he's going to talk in hopes of furthering the release. I, so hear more about this. I think. I think Tony Khan is a little more uh, diplomatic when it comes to these things. I think Tony Khan will actually uh, try to work things out with him. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens here. Um, 
in the long run. But um, what else with the ROH? The big thing that that was kind of the big thing that happened on that pay per view. Um, I will say real quick, Daniel Garcia and Rio Lajuda had a pretty cool match. An interesting finish. Um, And I guess if you want to watch the match, don't listen to the next minute or two. But um, Garcia was in control. You had to spit on him. Garcia to kick him. You had to duck under and roll him up, which I had never seen like that happen before. So that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, There was that. Mercedes Martinez and Serena Deeb had a pretty good match. Like fucking Mercedes Martinez apparently knows like eight different variations of the Dragon Sleeper. And I'm a mark for the Dragon Sleepers, so that was fucking cool. She did one from, like, she had Deeb on the top rope. She was on the middle rope, but she had a Dragon Sleeper off. It was cool. Then she does, like, a grapevine one. Anyways, that was cool. And then the main event was Briscoe's FTR. It was about an hour. It was two out of three falls. It was a pretty solid match. So, like, all in all, I thought it was a pretty good show. There was was a hole here and there. But all in all, it it was a pretty solid show. Man, it's so sad that there's someone over there at fucking... TNT who does not like the Briscoes who's holding uh, one comment against one person right look I don't agree with the comment completely I think it could have been said in a different way Um, but one comment and the guy has not done anything stupid since then He's apologized for it. I don't know. Whoever is sitting there in TNT who doesn't care for, you know, at the higher up who doesn't care for the Briscoes, get over yourself already. Yeah. Get over yourself. Start being a business person and think of the money those guys could bring in. Because I'm telling you now, those guys could bring in money. I think they could bring in money for not only just themselves, but merch. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they are, even in, you know, even for people who haven't ever really wrestled in any of the, like, you know, they weren't in WWE, they weren't in TNA up until, like, just recently. But for, you know, people who haven't worked for any of the major companies, really, outside of, like, a brief stint with New Japan for a little while, Mm. they're one of the best tag teams ever, like, widely considered. And you have Jay Briscoe's underrated, I think, when it comes to promos. Jay Briscoe's a real fucking good promo. Mm -hmm. And Mark, who, if you're you're not, like, familiar with independent wrestling and you're seeing, you like, like, an Orange Cassidy, you like a Dan Housen. Who's not going to see Mark Briscoe and fucking like Mark Briscoe? Mark Briscoe is an entirely fucking different character and experience, unlike anything else that you're going to get in wrestling. And he could back it up. He's a real good wrestler, too. He's not just a fucking sideshow or whatever. But he, you know, Mark Briscoe alone is money. And I see online a lot of people going, hey, well, you know, they're on Impact every week. Why isn't Impact's ratings going up? Uh, blame Impact's kind of reputation. I'm sorry. Impact's reputation has been damaged for years. No one cares. It's never going to go up. It's th- Their ratings will never go up. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> well, to be snarky, you have to have the channel to watch the channel, A. And B... 
I mean, legitimately not even trying to be funny. Impact is stuck in a loop because just don't have the resources that WWE and AEW have. So even when they build people and they get people over and they have some good angles and good storylines with the talent that they do have, it just gets poached. They can't afford to keep people. So like when they get people that are worth a damn, they're either going to get poached or they're just in a position where they've done something in the past that won't allow them to get employment elsewhere. Mm, True. Eh, I can't argue with that. Oh, shit. All right. Do we go to AEW now? I think so. We covered uh, End of Honor. Uh, We've covered way more than I thought in the time. I actually thought we were running late, but we're not at all, actually. Um, All right. So AEW, we've been getting into it a little bit, obviously a little bit kind of going back and forth here on it. But uh, give me a second. I actually forgot to pull up. There they are. The, uh, I mean, I got to say, I thought this was a really good episode of Dynamite. Like I said, I feel like Tony realized the opportunity for him to make a few changes, um, start some new storylines, continue some old ones, but also hit a few resets on a few things like the FTW title and things like that. Uh, the show kicked off and, and Jesus Christ was the crowd hot for the kickoff fucking match. Uh, Roosh versus John Moxley was the kickoff match mark. Yes, indeed. And the crowd was fucking red hot for this man. Um, and I got to tell you when, Moxley finally picked up the win like I thought I think we all knew I was very surprised at the minimal amount of blood yeah there you go he had a little bitty cut on his forehead that was it (laughs) just a trickle after that we get the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society they come out Jericho's got still has black eyes from his broken nose. He did break his nose last week. And uh Jericho was like, I want my championship rematch in two weeks. I guess now we're gonna always get this kind of John Moxley just kind of cursing right after someone's promo because the crowd pops for it. I I I I I really feel that's what's gonna happen from now now on. People like swearing. Dude, I'm sorry, but certain things will never go bad. Cursing when you're not supposed to. And fart jokes. That's right. Fart jokes will always be funny. I may make fun of Vince McMahon for still liking fart jokes, but they're still funny. See, I I don't like toilet humor, but I'm not trying to be a snob because I will laugh at any and every dick joke. It's well, just where I choose to be in the church. See, it's not that I'm not in the church. There you go. Different. And you don't always fart in the toilet, so it's not really toilet humor. Eh, well, there you go. See, you can't do that. You, you got to be... Words matter now in, you know, 2022. So, yeah. I suppose. There you go. Um, I thought this was fun, though. I, I thought... Jericho is just great. I don't. I. I, I just. 
I don't know, man. Jericho is just like the, he's just living his life, man. You know, he goes out, he does a, he does a few concerts. He comes back, he does a match. He, he cares, but he doesn't care that he gains weight. It's, it's just, I just like Jericho. I just think the guy's out there living his life, doing what he wants, when he wants, and he's having a great time doing it. How can you not like a guy like that? Right. I will say real quick while I'm remembering it, we already did say what happened in the main event, but um, after the main event, Jericho ran down to the ring, and what made me laugh was that for no real reason, it didn't serve any purpose to anything that was going on, he did not have a shirt on. No. Literally what he was doing was just pointing out the fact that he is in better shape. Yes. That's that's literally the only reason why he would have not worn, worn a shirt. Like he had plenty of time to put on a shirt between everything else that he was doing on the show, whatever. He just wanted, he had a little, a bit, an ab situation going on. Yep, a little bit. Sh- mm-hmm. And he was proud of it. Yes. He was proud of it. Now, there was a, to kind of, you know what, let's just go ahead and finish up the main event here. Um, you know, I see a lot of people aren't really crazy about the the ending of the match, and it was a little odd, I guess you could say. Um, but you got to remember, first thing we saw was when Brian was near the uh, apron, we saw a hand come out and hold his foot which gave Daniel Garcia a minute to hit the uh, kind of a uh, pile driver. And then he puts a pretty, I mean, that might be one of the deepest fucking sharpshooters I've ever seen, to be honest with you. Mm. And yeah, I don't really, I didn't like that Daniel Bryan won or lost, but how else do you build another star for your company? Oh yeah, I don't think having him having Daniel Garcia win was a bad call. Okay, and maybe we're arguing about semantics here, but I think if you were going to do, and I mean hindsight twenty twenty, but if you were going to do the finish with him just, you know, Danielson getting knocked out or passing out or whatever, I feel like the opportunity would have come when he hit that pile driver because it actually looked he didn't. I don't think he did at least, but it it looked like he dropped him on his head. So you could sell that as he dropped, you know, he landed on his head, he, the lights went out. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I see that, but I also think that, once again, you've got a guy like Daniel Bryan, who's known as kind of this technical submission artist, and you get Daniel Garcia. You get him to do that move. You get him to put him in a submission move a submission wrestler not tapping out, but not tapping out, which leaves Daniel Bryan strong. But you also leave Daniel Garcia looking strong also by winning the match by, you know, making him pass out. It's, I really thought it was a win-win finish. I thought Daniel Bryan looked strong by not tapping out. And I thought Daniel Garcia looked really good by making Daniel Bryan, you know, lose the match right. with a sharpshooter. I don't know, man. I, I I don't see a problem with it. I really don't. 
I think once again, listen, I know Daniel Garcia isn't this big name, but you've got to make a big name. No one was a big name before they were, you know, before they became a big name. You've got to become a big name. There's only one way to do it. Beat big names in wrestling. That's it. Exactly. And I mean, that's sort of the point of, or at least it should be, of the whole Jericho Appreciation Society. It's like Jericho doesn't need any, Jericho doesn't need this. No. You know, the idea of having Jericho and having more of a show and a spectacle around the the other members of the stable is the idea of getting them over. Because I feel like the idea is to make Daniel Garcia into a star. And then, like I've said before, you come to like... 2.0 because they're such knuckleheads Mm. and then eventually become a face tag team and you want to see them with the titles yeah see you're going long term (laughs) I don't know if that's good or not yet but we'll see Uh, but I I don't know man I I just I really had zero issues with the the ending I I think there's you know you've got to make a star you're gonna upset some people when you do that Right, but I guess they see something in Daniel Garcia, and you know, we were talking about opportunities to kind of hit reset buttons. I kind of feel they did the same thing on the second match, which was the Danhausen Ricky Starks match for the uh, FTW title. It was a quick match. It didn't even go to picture in picture yet, Smart. I got to admit, based on. Based on what I thought was going to happen, not what I wanted to happen, but based on what I thought was going to happen, mm-hmm. I was incredibly surprised. I yeah, under multiple accounts, I thought Starks was losing, mm-hmm. and not only did Starks win, but the the fact that he won essentially in a squash was surprising as well because he basically just went out there and just beat his ass, which I did yep. not see coming. And- I'm totally with you, man. I thought Ricky, I thought Dan Housen was going to take it. I thought they were going to decide to go ahead and just push Dan Housen to the fucking moon. I really thought they were going to do the same thing. I, I think I may have said it last week. Um, I was pleasantly surprised because I was like mm -hmm. thinking to myself, and I I am aware of my biases, but I was kind of thinking to myself that they were fucking up. I was because I. When they did the show in New Orleans, his hometown, and it was Starks and Hobbs versus uh, Lee and Swerve, mm-hmm. and like he, Starks was super over. Like just since that point, he's looked like a star to me. Perception is important, and he's just he's looked like a star ever since. And last week he cut a really good promo, and I guess it's just now is the time because they apparently seem to notice it has not fallen on deaf ears. Right, they seem that he is capable of being. A star as well, and like he's improved quite a bit. I especially agree. Especially on promos, like he, he before he was all right, you know, he was a good promo, but like now he's starting to flirt with being like like a really good to great promo. And they obviously see him as a baby face, which what happened tonight. But um, you know, I was the same as you though. I was shocked, and I'm like, well, how are they going to do this? And then Starks goes, he asked for another opponent. Hook was always kind of like a, like in the back of my mind that he could definitely do something because they really haven't done anything with this Hook Danhausen situation in a while. Um, Starks goes out after he wins quickly, 
asks for another opponent. Hook comes walking out. Hook, it wasn't a long match, but it wasn't a short match. It was kind of in the middle. Hook ends up winning. Um, and Starks cuts a great, I, I guess you could say it was kind of a babyface promo. I mean, it was fucking like quintessential babyface promo. Right. I'm not saying it was like the greatest babyface promo ever, but like he really was on some like Rocky type shit of like, mm-hmm. no one believed in me, but I stayed here and I'm still fighting and I'm still strong and I'm going to fucking, you know, run against the wind. Like it was very much like a motivational, like Rudy, Rocky, sports underdog type fucking, you know, dialogue type of monologue. Yup. Exactly. You know, very, you know, like I said, it was prototypical babyface type shit. And to his credit, he like he did it without being corny. Because if a lot of people would have said what he said, it might have come across as corny. But it seemed like he actually believed in every, there was a sincerity. Like he believed in everything that he said, and it just it made you want to root for him. Oh, the crowd seemed to the crowd felt the same way because they were cheering for him the whole time he was doing this promo. Um, and you know, Starks is just in the pretty much at the end of the promo, and Hobbs takes him out. Now I right. know. Everyone, oh, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Why would they do this? Well, wait a week. Wait two weeks. Let's just see what happens and how they explain this. But I, it, you pretty much just explained it already, though. What, in that whole little, you know, thing, I mean, what you just said with, you know, Starch's little timeline there. This has been coming. And you're right. It's time. And like I said, I think this was i mean no better time than now to do this like i said there's a lot of opportunity here for both companies if they can see it and if they can capitalize on it we could be in for a very a very interesting time in wrestling it i'm not saying it's going to be another wrestling boom but it could definitely uh get some new eyes back new eyes on it and maybe even some eyes that didn't watch it back on it we'll see i was actually i was thinking about this honestly before because i was i was kind of a little bit bummed out that i didn't talk more about it last week because i was like i said i was really impressed by that promo he did last week i was thinking about that before the show even was just like we talked about it with big e about like somebody who you would like to see and somebody you think would be very capable of like going on the morning show and going on this or that type of press opportunity. And I think he's Starks has potential to do that, to be one mm-hmm. of those guys you could have on a late night show. Like he, you know, he's a young guy. He's pretty handsome. Seems like the women could get behind him. The guys can get behind him. Like he's got some serious fucking star potential. Like I don't want to overrate the guy, but like, they could be onto something if they do it right, and like hook too, obviously. But like Starks has, he's got a lot of potential. Yeah, I mean Starks, Hook, you got a couple different little, different little kind of personalities there, but both in the same thing. Yeah, you're right. And yeah, Starks. Listen, I hated Starks in NWA, and he's really turned me around in AEW to the point where I'm a, I'm a fan. I like the guy. I really think he's he's good, and I think that um, I'm going to be. I, I I honestly, I've never really seen him as a baby face. He's been a heel since we've seen him, so I'm interested. 
I'm definitely interested. Well, version 2.0, because he was a he was a face in NWA, but he was he improved quite a bit since then. He was, he was, yeah, kind of, he was a little bit of a and he seemed kind of bland back then. But you know, times have changed. Yeah, again, and but he was still the. Uh, and, but I hated him, so he wasn't a babyface to me. Yeah, he was sort of the inverse <laughs> of like when a heel gets over, and you have them do like still be themselves, still kind of be a heel, but you know, two heels. Yeah. yeah, he was face that acted like a heel, like you were supposed to like him, but you're like, this guy kind of seems like a smug asshole. Which like is, this is the inverse of that now. He's more relatable. That's why I thought he was so generic because you just hated him, and he was trying to be this fucking white meat baby face. And you still hated him. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I guess that's why. But um, anyway, we go through here. We get uh, Semi Guevara. He comes down. He's got Tay Conti with him, of course, or Ty Conti, whatever. Um, and he's got a match with Dante Martin. Sammy did pick up the win in this match. Um, there was a few little hiccups in this match uh after the match we saw tay we had tay and jay jay and tay back together uh as we saw you know from the uh, little pay-per-view they had but they were taking out sky blue who was down there with dante martin and then ruby soho and uh, ortiz came down for the save and I, I, I don't know, man. It looks like I'm, I'm glad to see Ruby kind of a, getting a little more TV time now. So hopefully she can push through. And I guess she's part of, I don't know, now. <laughs> I don't know what she is at this point. But I guess she's part of uh, the, 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 the uh, not JAS crew. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, just the extended, the Blackpool Combat Club extended universe. Yeah, I guess I, I don't even know what to call it at this point, but yeah, I guess so. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, and you you don't know because they don't know; they haven't told us. But like, there's just you know, it's Blackpool Combat Club, and then people that hate Chris Jericho, yeah, but aren't necessarily aligned with Blackpool Combat Club, like Eddie Kingston. Yeah, they need to streamline this a little bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah I agree this needs to be a little streamlined. They need to take a few things out of here and do a little streamlining on here. But uh, otherwise, anytime I can see a little bit, a little bit of Ruby Soho, I'm happy. So I was glad that uh, she came down. And it's funny to hear this little story about Ortiz and Santana saying that they're, you know, not really getting along in real life and. Santana's saying bullshit, but Ortiz isn't denying it, so everyone's just assuming that they really do. I don't know if you've seen any of that, but let them fucking deal with it. Mm-hmm. That that that's where I'm at with that. Um Jungle Boy came out with Luchasaurus. He came down to talk to Tony Schiavone. Uh they did a little bit of explaining of why. Luchasaurus, he oh he was just keeping him warm for me, blah blah blah. I I honestly think it was kind of a cop out, the whole thing. Yeah. But the best part of the whole thing was Jungle Boy just basically immediately right beginning of the promo called Christian the biggest pussy he's ever seen. That was great. 
And I don't think I've ever seen Jungle Boy do anything better than call Christian a pussy. Have you? No, no, I have not. Mm, and that's sad. That's a little sad. <laughs> that like, and I thought Jungle Boy kind of stepped up the promo game a little bit. I'm not going to rant and rave about it being a great promo, but right. like it was better than the ones he normally cut. But then like the transition of when Christian was supposed to cut him off. I don't know what the deal was, but the timing was incredibly off. Yeah. Cause like <laughs> Jungle Boy did not know when he was supposed to stop talking. No. So like last couple lines he delivered were like super, like just delayed and awkward and stunted. And it's a shame. Cause he was like talking about him and his uncle digging a hole so that he could bury his father. Right. Just like this is big emotional death, but like he doesn't know when to stop I, or when Christian's supposed to cut him off. So he's like, I had to dig a hole. I think his emotions got the best of him there thinking about his dad. I think it was just the timing. I don't think it was his fault. I just think I, he didn't and Christian was supposed to come in or Christian fucked his queue up or something. I think it was a timing issue. I, I think Christian might have might have fucked it up, but I think also he might have gotten a little emotional and kind of got a little kind of crazy could be maybe but uh i i, I like that jungle boy and which stores are still together i think they were a good pair a good pairing they worked well together so i don't know i just hope they keep this luchasaurus this dark mask luchasaurus and this kind of angry uh jungle boy together because i think down the road, this could lead to a heel tag team could with be. them too. I really and and not a bad one if Jungle Boy can keep improving on his promos. See, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but I always felt like if you're going to turn Jungle Boy heel, that MJF would be the perfect partner for him. Mm. Just like too snobby, like fucking. You just have Jungle Boy lean into. You know, like his upper class upbringing and shit like that. You just have to be just two like rich, yuppie, smarmy assholes. The privileged 90210 dad. That would actually be a great fucking team name if you just call them the privilege. It would be. The privileged sons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> privileged. You're right. Just leave it at privileged. I, that, that actually would be fucking great. That would be good. Uh, that. That could be something to work on there. I like that. I like that. But we're going to move on anyway. Uh, we get Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. <laughs> For those who can't see Boxman, Boxman is hanging his head low in disappointment and or shame. I, 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 this was the, this was. Mm-hmm. Good point, actually. I, I, <laughs> I, I really, Tony Nese is such a talented wrestler. And listen, I know he doesn't have the greatest personality. I know he doesn't have much of a a, a character, but he is a talented wrestler. And for him to be, hmm, how do I say this? Sinking this low to be teaming with a manager in a handicap match. I'm, I don't, I'm not happy about it. 
I really feel this guy is worth a lot more than they are giving him credit for in Tony Nese. I, I just feel they are. Swerve Strickland, he came off great in this match. Um, Keith Lee was banned from ringside. Swerve did pick up the win. We saw Keith Lee knocked out after. And Tony Nese did take out Swerve from behind, giving him a little bit of a, maybe they're going to push him, but I really wish, I, I kind of wished he had taken out Mark Sterling mm-hmm. and switched because I think Tony Nese is a talented, talented fucking wrestler. His in-ring work to me is great. I've always thought that of him. And I just, I feel like he's sinking a bit. I don't know what you do with him. Because, like, yeah, he's a good he's a good in-ring performer. And he has a great look. Like, he, he looks impressive. But he has almost negative charisma. It's like if you just, if you stripped away Pac's charisma, you have Tony Nese. Yeah. I, I mean, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's not my job to figure out what to do with them. Yeah. <laughs> Nor yours. Well, I'm worried about the guy. I am too. I am too. But could a guy not be very charismatic because he's not happy where he's at? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thought that came into my mind was maybe just put him with House of Black. I don't know if that would work, but like mm. I don't know, some face paint, make him be spooky. I, I don't know. I would give him Ruby Soho and a older looking gentleman and CM Punk and make them the group from Superman 2. He mm. could be non and Ruby Soho could be the girl and uh, you get CM Punk to be the Terrence Stamp character. I mean, if you're just giving Ruby Soho to people, I mean, I wouldn't mind. Oh, trust me, I wouldn't either. Sure. Little freak, although she'd probably be repulsed by penis because I believe she's a lesbian. But anyway. <laughs> that is a strong... <laughs> there's, I don't think there's any proof of that. That's a strong, like, notion. I mean, I wouldn't be terribly surprised, but like, I haven't really heard one thing... One way or the other. I thought she was. Maybe she's not. I don't know. Uh, if she's not, uh, hey. Uh, hey. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Hey. <laughs> I, I don't know. There was like a, I will say there was like a gif, I think, of like Survivor Series of her slapping Liv's ass, I think. Because oh. it was like her, Liv, and Bailey were on the female Survivor Series team. It was like a, two years ago. Let me see if I can find them. Well, hey, and if she goes both ways, hey, hey. Um, anyway, uh, after after that, we had uh, Miyu Yamashita mm-hmm. versus Thunder Rosa. Um, first of all, I like, uh, I've never, honestly, never really seen Miyu Yamashita, but uh, I like I do. Yeah. Thought she was good. Thought she was. Uh, I didn't see any problems at all. I didn't have any problems with this match. I. I mean, we all knew it was a match that Thunder Rosa was going to win. There was no reason to take a title off of her, and especially put it on someone that you know was just kind of a throw-in. But um, 
Good match. Rosa Rosa retains. I mean, what else? No, I mean, that does about cover it. Like Christopher Kane said, though, Yamashita would be more over if AEW would let us know if Yamashita's staying around or not. It's kind of like we were talking about in the chat here. That's kind of the problem with the, you know, female talent they use from mm-hmm. Japan. And yeah. There's just no real definitive, here's how long they're staying. It's like you, you start to like somebody and then they take them away. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had Riho for a while. She was even the champion. Next thing you know, strip the title's gone. And so is she. Mm-hmm. You know, Sheeta comes, goes whenever she wants. Now, I know it's tough getting back and forth right now from that. There's still travel restrictions. But yeah, they do need to sort of make some decisions on listen, if we're going to have these talent here, they need to stay for this amount of time. But then they got to have a visa. It, that Listen, they're, they're, there's more than just. I want you to stay this long and oh I'd love I'd love to stay longer. Right. There's more than that. So but yeah, I I like I said it was just there were no no issues, no complaining. But no one thought that uh Miyu was going to win, Mayu. I don't think. Did you? No. Oh, thank God. Would have called you an idiot. Heavens. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have meant it, but, you know, I still would have. I understand. And uh, I think we've pretty much, I mean, we got to the main event pretty much. I mean, you know, after the whole thing where we saw the crazy hand, we did see it was Hager and, uh, you know, Jericho with his, you know, black eyes and busted nose. But um, I don't know, man, there's really not much... Uh, not much else. I think we kind of got into it. I thought it was, like I said, I thought it was a great show tonight. I feel that Tony Khan hit a little, the, you know, proverbial reset button on a few things. And I think it was a smart move. I think he needs to kind of keep doing this. You're going to have to keep surprising your audience now that the old fuddy-duddy isn't in charge of of, of your, you know, technically competition even though you're not on the same night right and it is very important to clarify something i had the order mixed up lips smacked ruby's ass ruby didn't smack lips ass and i posted the gift in the mixler chat if ever there were an incentive oh yeah oh had a girl live well kind listen in the booty department i will say because i mean you don't think that she has one because she's kind of a tiny girl but that was a nice little jiggle. But, I mean, you got to, you know, I mean, you know, even, uh, you know, baseball players smack each other on the ass. Uh, what are you going to do? Sports guys hey. do it, too. What are you going to do? It's just good team camaraderie. That's if what it is. You would have tried that with Bailey. She probably would have broke her wrist. Because that is a lot of booty. <laughs> she probably would have. Like, that shit would still be jiggling to this day, and that pay-per-view was like two years ago. Liv would have come in with a cast. <laughs> What happened? It's the ripple effect. I don't know. I tapped Bailey's booty, and next thing you know, <laughs> smacked that ass, and that ass smacked me right back. <laughs> Who knew it had recoil? I mean, it's just an amazing. It's 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 just it's like its own thing. I don't know. It's basically flubber. Mm. It's, it's something you want to bury your face in. 
Um, Fingers crossed this Saturday we get the red stand. You do want to bury your face in her ass. But anyway. That would be one of the more enjoyable ways to die. It really would. Anyway, I think we're good. We've actually gone longer than I thought. And uh, I think we can go ahead and uh, wrap this bad boy up. What do you say? Yeah, there you go. Let's do it. All right, then let's do it. And let's go ahead and once again, let's be checking out the high marks. That's right. The cheese man, the mojo, the G whiz. That's right there on Sunday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. And you should be checking them out where? Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Podcast Network. Don't forget that second T in Mitt. Metal Mitt Podcast Network. Check them out. Definitely. And uh, once again, while you're doing that, check out Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades. They are the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. Check them out on Apple, Google, all the usual podcast platforms. And of course, while you're doing that, check out Eric, Doug, and Daniel on the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast, the EUP Network. If you're on Blog Talk Radio, they can be found there and on all the usual podcast platforms also. And of course, Stephen Milan, he's over there, letterboxd, boxd.com slash Stephen Milan, two L's in Milan, over there reviewing films. And again, I will be back. Uh, on Hollywood Hangout. I was going to do a Redux, but I just don't think I'm going to have time this week. So I may do one more, another music uh, genre show this week. Um, I'll see. I'm going to try to still do the movie that I wanted to do, but uh, I'll see what happens in the next couple of days. I gotta, I, I've got some things to do after work. So, And uh, go for it, Mark. That's right. Cheese and Sports returns August 15th. And in the meantime, you want to listen to Mojo and Derek's most dastardly show with Mojo and with Derek. Funny how that works. And be sure to listen to Planet on Tour. Planet Ragged Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave Sincere, and Yuck Nasty. All 16 episodes of Season 1 are available. 10 episodes of Season 2 is ongoing. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. All right, folks, there you go. That is it. We are done. I appreciate everyone stopping by tonight. Great chat room tonight. Much greatly appreciate it. And uh, anyone downloading this show, thank you so much. And, of course, Smart, appreciate you joining me. And uh, that is it. I'll be back Saturday. Smart will be back here Wednesday and on all the everywhere else. But there you go. On that note. Time to take your drunken ass.